It's everyone's favorite golf tournament of the year. We'll be specific about this because obviously it's not our favorite tournament of the year. Um, golfers are in Augusta to compete for the coveted jacket. And DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, is putting you in the center of the action by giving you a shot to land in the green. This week, DraftKings is giving you a free shot at the $1 million top prize. When you download and sign up using promo code THPN, if you haven't tried DraftKings, this is the time. It's easy. Uh, pick six golfers. Stay under the salary cap and submit your lineup before the tournament tees off early Thursday morning, then sit back and follow the action. The more red numbers they have on the leaderboard, the closer you'll be to winning some green. Rack up points for pars, birdies, finishing position, and more. Even though you may not be able to hit the course with the pros, DraftKings is giving you the chance to scratch your competitive itch and reign supreme. Download the DraftKings app now. Use code THPN during sign-up. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at the $1 million top prize. That's code THPN. You can get a free shot at the $1 million top prize only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. This is Jackets Debrief, a show about the Columbus Blue Jackets, the National Hockey League, and part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Welcome to the show, everyone. You know, I was having a wonderful Easter. It was good. Um, went to church this morning. You know, that was that was good. Had a nice little lunch. Uh, kind of delaying a lot of the family stuff another week because everybody in my family is just now, you know, it, it relatively recently got all the vaccines. So we're kind of waiting for all the vaccines to take effect. So everybody's going to be super comfortable with all getting together and having a good time. So that's that's good. That's good. Um and then, and then I watched the Blue Jacks game. It's not great, guys. Not great. Um, <laughs> it is. We're hitting a point where you just. <sighs> you know what? Let's head to the beer of the week because that's what you need in times like this. The beer of the week. Beer of the week this week, Sam Adams Alpine Lager. Brisk and smooth is how their ad puts it here. 12% 12, uh, ounce bottle here. It is 5.5% alcohol by volume. Where's my can of? Where's my bottle opener? There we go. Ooh, it's got a strong smell on this one. Let's see how this bad boy goes. Time for beer. Time for beer. Because hockey makes us sad, so it's time for beer. All right, there we go. Ooh, that's a pretty color. Not quite sure what to expect out of the flavor on this one. Uh, the description here, Alpine Lager. Hazy and golden. This unfiltered lager is a breath of fresh air. The crisp maltness and lively citrus notes transport you to brisk sunny days out in the mountains. Well, that sounds just downright delightful at this point. And that's what I need in my life. More delightfulness. I'm going to tell you, I'm not... Ooh, that is... Hmm. That's different. I've been drinking a lot more summer beers recently, and this is... I mean, it would work as a summer beer. It's just... Normally, a, a beer that's kind of lighter in flavor like this, but still has a strong bitterness... I don't know if I like as much, but this is good. This is very good. And you know what? I need good things in my life. I need good things in my life. I have a wonderful wife. I have a great kid. I like my job well enough. 
Lots of wonderful things in my life. You know what's not wonderful in my life? Hockey. My team is just every game, every game I turn it on, and it's it's like they just keep punching me in the face. Like I was, I was watching the game today, and Boo Jenner blocks a shot, and he goes down, and he's like, oh, it hurts, and he skates to the bench, and I'm like, yeah, it does hurt. This all hurts. This isn't good. This isn't fun. It's just, it's just like, because you watch the games, and when you watch a hockey game, you're like, I want my team to win. And they're not even looking like they're trying half the time anymore. And it's, and it's, let's be honest here. They're NHL 500, which is a good way of lying uh, to yourself about how good your team is. They're not NHL 500, first of all. They're, they're 450. They are seventh in the division any way you slice it, whether by points, whether by points percentage, it doesn't matter anymore. They're seventh in the division. It's entirely possible Detroit catches them. They have a two-game series with Detroit coming up soon. And as we've learned, Detroit can sweep the jacket. I mean, a few days ago, the Blue Jacks were literally at the point where it was like, hey, we're two points back. In our last 10, we're three, six, and one. We've lost three in a row. Is that currently the longest active losing streak in the league? Yes. Yes, it is. It is currently the active longest losing streak in the league. (sighs) I'm so tired, guys. I just... It's not good. It's not good. Like, if you just counted overtime losses for what they are, which is losses... This team is 14 and 26. 14 and 26. The Detroit Red Wings would, if you if you just count their overtime losses as losses, are 13 and 27. Detroit has more regulation wins than us. With 12, we have 10. And if you go to regulation and overtime wins, we have 12, they have 13. The Columbus Blue Jackets are. You know, if it wasn't for Buffalo... See, here's the thing, guys. Buffalo had that ridiculous losing streak, right? And and I know they're, oh, non-winning streak of eight. No, no. If you lost in the shutout, in a shootout, it's still a loss. They lost 18 games in a row. They have 22 points. They're 8, 23, and 6. They have five regulation wins, five regular, regulation or overtime wins. We only have five more regulation wins than the, than the Buffalo Sabres. I, I don't know what to say at this point. Because here's the thing. I mean, this is a team that, I mean, I, I get that the Pierre-Luc Dubois stuff happened, but this team is not competitive at this point. Um, if you look at the league, they have down to a 3.5% chance of making the playoffs which is just just not good at all. Uh, the NHL, if you look at Tankathon, they're up to a 6.5% chance of number one overall, 13.3% chance of a top two pick. So who knows? Maybe we get a, a number one overall pick or a number two overall pick in a year where nobody's been able to watch these guys play and we're all just kind of guessing it and the draft may or may not be great anyway. So who knows? It's just, Oh, uh, this is a downer of an episode, and I'm sorry. 
but that's what it is. You had Easter, you had candy, you had dinners with your family. Get to celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, which is a wonderful thing. Can't all be good, folks. Vaccinations are getting to the point where they're averaging 3 million shots a day in the U.S. There are lots of wonderful things to be happy about in this world. Right now, Blue Jackets hockey is not one of them. So whenever you get down about Blue Jackets hockey, there's all these other wonderful things to be happy about. That's not what we're doing on this show. No. No, on this show, we are miserable and angry. That's where we are here, folks. It's not good. I mean, I, I'm just, this is just going to be a rant show. I, I just, that's, that's what we're doing on today's show, folks. Because you look at these games. A five-on-five scoring venue adjusted. Now, if you've been watching these last couple games, okay, so today against the Panthers, they they did not play well. They just got beat. And the, 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 the terrible thing about today's game is, and this was pointed out by somebody on, on Twitter, when you look at the percentage of expected goals for, again, that's mathematical equation that takes into account where shots are at, you know, where, what kind of pass happened right before it. it. It's a way of trying to quantify how good a shot is, and then you see each team's share of it. So at 5-on-5, five five, uh, at 5-on-5, five five, in the first period, uh, at scoring venue adjusted, in the first period, the Panthers had 54.29% of the expected goals for. Okay, Blue Jacks are kind of keeping it close. Second period, 59.56. Okay, I, I mean... Six out of ten, if they're up that. I mean, you know, maybe you get lucky here somewhere. Third period, 73.12%. The Blue Jackets got progressively more outplayed as the game went on. It's not working, folks. It's not working. When you look at this season, now, one of the annoying things, the last two games before that, one against the Blue Lightning, one against the Panthers, both games they lost, they actually did have more expected goals for at 5-on-5. Scoring venue adjusted. They had 57.79% when they lost to the Lightning 3-2, 59.36% when they lost to the Panthers 5-2. And and I know sometimes it it stinks when you feel like you're the better team and you lose, but here's the thing, guys. Most of the Blue Jackets wins this year, they weren't the better team. Let's go through. Let's do a fun exercise. And for every Blue Jackets win... Let's look at what their share of the expected goals for were at five on five. Win against the Red Wings, 38%. This should be easy because there's not a lot of wins. Uh, the 5 2 win against the Lightning, 55.87. So one of our wins we had so far, we had the, the higher percentage. Uh, as we go on, okay, win against the Panthers, only 47. So no. Beat the Blackhawks 2 1, only 42%. No. Um, Beat the Hurricanes 3-2, only 24.93% of the expected goals for. All right, we beat the we beat the Blackhawks 6-5, we had 63%. That's pretty good. We beat the Predators 3-0, 47.37% of the expected goals for. Goodness, it's going through this list and I'm realizing how little we won. We beat the Red the Red Wings 4-1, 80%. So that's great. That's three wins there. 
Uh, beat the Stars 3-2, 54.1%. That's four. Awesome. Man, we just have not been able to beat the Panthers this year, have we? All right, we beat... No, when we beat the Hurricanes 3-2, we only had 44%. Beat the Hurricanes 3-2, 36%. When we beat the Lightning 3-1... 36.98%. All right, so four. Four of our wins, if you look at the numbers, were we the better team. And it's not like there's a ton of games out there where we were the better team anyway. So we had four wins. How many games were we the better team? Let's take a look here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. So 14 of our games have we been the better team as far as expected goals for. And we've got 14 wins. So look at that. It, it, this isn't something, I mean, there is, this isn't something where, oh no, we've had bad luck and so far we haven't been able to, we just, we just need luck to go our way. No, we've just not been that good. What's stunning to me is the amount of games I look at and our expected goals for is under 40%, where we're in the like 30s. There's even one game where we're in the 20s. This is, it's not working. That's the long and short of where we are with the Blue Jackets, guys. Something's not working. We have hit a point where either this group of players or the group of players with this coach or some all around that is just not working out there. It's just not working. That's where we are. I fully expect John Torrellis is last season. Um, the discussion came up again online this week. People talking about, you know, why are they still hanging on to him? Why haven't they fired him yet? In my viewpoint, I, I honestly think, I, I think Yarmo's just looking at it and saying, I don't think it's going to matter. He may be right. He may be wrong. I don't know. We'll see. Um, I don't think there's a question now that the Blue Jackets are sellers at the deadline. Anyone trying to talk themselves into this team making the playoffs at this point, you're done. Um, I mean, a couple weeks ago on the show, the Ides of March show, we said, eh, we've hit the Ides, folks, and things don't look good, and they haven't gotten better since. They have not gotten better since. So the two big prizes in Columbus right now, Portsline wrote them at them this week, uh, Felino and Savard. The Savard deal, I would be shocked if something doesn't happen. There's teams that are going to want him, especially now that Nashville's back in the race. I mean, Nashville went from essentially being, oh, we're going to sell, everything's going to be bad, to, oh, we've got the fourth spot and we can make the playoffs. If the playoffs started today, which, again, it, obviously there's other issues with this, but your your central uh, matchups would be Florida, Nashville, Tampa Bay, Carolina. That Tampa Carolina series would be awesome. That'd be a lot of fun to watch. You want something to be happy about in hockey? The central division playoffs are going to be fun. Uh, between Florida and Tampa and Carolina, those are going to be fun. Out west, Colorado, Vegas, Minnesota, those are going to be fun. There's going to be some fun playoff series this year. That's going to be fun, but not for us. Not for us, guys. Don't don't even get in your head. Not for us. Um. Holy crap. If the playoffs started right now in the North, Toronto would play Montreal. 
that would be great. That would be so much fun to watch. I would I I I would watch all the playoff hockey this year. I will just not sleep and watch all the playoff hockey. It's going to be great. But not for us. Just just get that out of your heads. Accept it. That's the first step to moving on with life. But um yeah, so Nashville, they people said, oh, they had, you know, Matthias, they had these great defensemen they were thinking of trading. That's not going to happen now. I mean, they, they, this team has a shot at the playoffs. I In the next week before the trade line, they're not trading a bunch of guys off. Um, so Savard uh, looks like he may be going. Um, at this point, uh, as far as teams on the market, Winnipeg, Toronto, Boston, there's others. There's other teams that'll that'll throw things out there. Um, so that's, that's going to happen. I would be stunned, uh, if it didn't, I think, I think the number to look at is probably like a second round pick. Uh, if you can get a second round pick out of Savard, good job. And, and again, think about these things, not just in terms of the Blue Jackets trade for Savard, although they've got a second round pick to use. It's, this beer is good. I'm enjoying this beer a lot. Alpine lager from Sam Adams. Go get one. If you're of legal drinking age, of course. So if you're driving or doing anything else, are responsible. Anyway, when you get a draft pick, uh, it's not just, oh, we've got a second-round pick now, and who are we going to draft with it? It's you now have that second-round pick that you can go over and try and make other trades with. And maybe the Blue Jacks do that in the offseason. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we're going to have some discussions over the next few few episodes, probably more on Wednesday, uh, about if this is a team where you're just starting over. I don't know. I honestly don't know. Um, I you gotta believe Yarmo doesn't think this is a start over group, and, and I'll be honest, I don't either. I I am still of the opinion if you can keep together, I believe I'm still of the opinion that if you keep together, uh, Wrensky Jones and Bjorkstrand, that you can have a good team. Um. Jones, maybe not as much as I was. And at that point, then how many pieces do you really have? So making the trades may not be as big a deal. Um, so we'll have that discussion more. So a uh, quick word from my friends, the hockey podcast network, and then we'll be back with more of the show here. Hello, bonjour, hello, hi, heya, and previet, hockey fans. Welcome to the Europuck Podcast, the show where two Brits talk all things European hockey as part of the Hockey Podcast Network. If you want to keep updated on all of the latest news, scores, or standings from across the European hockey world, you want to get some insight from some very interesting guests discussing their stories with hockey and how the sport grows around in Europe in different interesting places, or if you want to keep updated with all of the leagues across Europe that are either playing, have been suspended, cancelled, delayed indefinitely, then do check out our latest episodes of the Europuck Podcast every Friday as part of the Hockey Podcast Network. We have a YouTube channel, the Europuck Podcast, and you can listen to us wherever else you get your podcasts. So check us out every Fridays and we'll see you there, folks. All right, welcome back here, folks. Um, yeah, so I was talking about, you know, how where we're really at with this team and, and what we want to do with it here. And... 
I mean, there's definitely pieces still on this team, so I, I wouldn't necessarily tear the whole thing apart. Um, but it, it's just, I don't know. There, there's a lot of places to go. Um, I am less and less a believer that, you know, maybe Seth Jones is one of those uh, core pieces you have to keep hold of. At this point, if I had to say, you're probably looking at Wierenski and Bjorkstrand as your number two, one or two pieces to keep on this team. So I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Um, there's rumors about uh, are the Blue Jacks going to trade Nick Felino? I think that's a question only Nick can answer. Um, a lot of speculation is that it depends on what the team wants from him going forward, what Nick wants. Um, I mean, does he want to go somewhere and have a shot at a cup this year? Does he want to sit down and say, no, I'm going to keep playing for the Blue Jacks. I want to be part of what's going on here. Um, it, it's discussions of what's his contract like going forward. We don't know. Uh, it's going to be tough. Um, I mean, my only view at this point on to this point is if he wants to go somewhere and win, as long as he doesn't get traded to someone I hate, like, you know, Pittsburgh or something, I don't care. That's fine. If you trade him to Toronto and he's going to go and help them make a run or Montreal or, I don't know, Vegas or Minnesota, Minnesota might be an interesting place for him to go play with his brother for a few weeks and have a playoff run. That could be kind of cool. If Nick Foligno gets traded to Minnesota, that's going to be my team in the playoffs. Oh, man, that'd be, that would actually be kind of fun. But we'll see how that goes. We'll see. Um, I just... Uh, next Sunday will be our big trade deadline preview show, um, and we'll try and have some we'll try and have some some chats on that and see what's going on. So that's where we stand there. Um, last story I want to touch on this week, man, the Canucks situation is going nuts. For those of you not aware, the Vancouver Canucks are up to sixteen players in COVID protocol. Um, the stories we're hearing is that some of these players are symptomatic and, and there's unconfirmed rumors that some of them are not like they're, they're having a bout with the virus. It's, it's tough. Um, I, I normally don't touch on things this way too much, especially on the actual audio version of the podcast where you guys can all hear me. Uh, but this week, a politician, I will not name who, cause it's not about parties and all that crap. It's just about people being stupid tweeted a video and said, this is my COVID protection. I'm shooting the show like a 15, 30 second video of them working out. That's stupid. That's incredibly stupid. That's not how this works. Like I get it that I've, I've seen now the, the anti-vaxxers and the COVID truthers out there with this whole thing of like, essentially trying to be like, you're saying that, uh, overweight out of shape person with the vaccines healthier than this super in shape person who won't take the vaccine no that's not what anybody's saying but vaccines don't care how fit you are you can have a body fat of like two percent and the 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 the, the virus does not care I, i i've seen people saying things like i've been stupid responses on twitter to this like Oh, well, I hope they're all okay. Or, or, and, and you can tell people being, um, oh no, what if they, you know, just, just trying to act like it's not a big deal. Oh no, it's a fictional virus or whatever. The one I, okay. So I'm a huge Cleveland Browns fan. This year, Cleveland Browns defensive end, Miles Garrett got COVID. 
And for the rest of the season, he was not the same. He missed two or three games, and then he wasn't the same. And he answered, and he was like, yeah, COVID laid me out, and I just can't get my breath like I should be able to for the rest of the season. Go look up workout videos from Miles Garrett. Holy crap. The man is insane. I mean, it's like a cartoon character, both how how defined his muscles are and what he can do. He was doing box jumps of like 56 inches, just going from flat foot to 50 inches in the air and landing. It's nuts. I saw there was one video of him doing a workout. He was literally, you know how gymnasts do that thing on the, the, the poles where they will essentially hold themselves completely upright and just stay there, which is impressive. I've never been able to do it. I never will be able to do it. But in context, when gymnasts do it, it's people, you know, so, you know, it, it, the men are a little bigger, the women are smaller, and everything, everything's proportional, but they're kind of holding themselves up. Miles Garrett's like 280 pounds of muscle, and the dude's doing it. He is a physical freak of nature. He's incredible. And guess what? COVID laid him out. So these guys on the Canucks, I've got no time for anybody who wants to be like, oh, they're athletes, they'll be fine. Damian Cox said some stupid crap about, you know, oh, we've got to take into account if if they have this break as he kind of termed it, and then we go back to, and then they go back and play other teams. Oh, well, what if it's a competitive balance that they got a break? Most of them are probably having a hard time breathing. The ones who are having symptomatic issues. Now, maybe a lot of them aren't having symptoms. I don't know, but that's what we're hearing that enough of them have that. Some of them have symptoms. This is not something to just wave your fingers at. And then, I mean, the part of this that is more relevant to the show because we talk hockey here. So, for, I mean, first of all, we, we pray everyone in, in the Vancouver situation is, is better at the end of this and hopefully no long-term effects of it. Here's the trick. Because so many of the players haven't, so many players then have to then clear protocols to return to play. We don't know... When if they're going to be able to finish their full season. Right now, they're tentatively scheduled to play April 8th, which seems soon. Four days for 16 guys on your COVID list. Jeez. Um, I'm going to read what uh, this writer on The Athletic put on here, Drance, uh, about Thomas Drance, our senior writer. Can the NHL fit these rescheduled games? I'm not sure they can without going well beyond May 11th. If we assume that the team won't be able to practice again for two weeks from today, that means their next realistic game would be April 18th. The club has 19 games left to play, and that would leave only 23 days to play those games. I wonder if the NHL pushes the two games against the Senators and the four against the Flames to the back end. Those four games against Calgary, at least, could be played after May 11th in the event that they have playoff implications, and otherwise the club's lottery odds would be determined by points percentage. Hard to see how Vancouver gets to 56 games played at this point without significantly pushing the playoff schedule further into the future for a team that wasn't likely to factor into them anyway. Uh, that's probably what's my guess, because the NHL really doesn't want to fact- go back to points percentage. Um, I think the reason they were more comfortable doing that last year is because they then did the play-in kind of th- you know five-game series to get into the playoffs. So the points percentage kind of was negated a little bit and it's important by the fact that you do get to play games to the turn if you're going to make the playoffs. Um, but yeah, I can see this being something where Vancouver is essentially coming back from this COVID thing and playing for their playoff lives, which is going to be nuts. Going to be nuts. Anyway, folks, thank you very much for watching, listening, however you uh, interact with the show. We do appreciate it. Likes, comment, subscribe, whatever you want to do. Um, 
please, uh, you know, go give us ratings. However you do that on podcast things. That's always good from what I hear. I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, but thank you very much for watching, listening. Um, and come Tuesday night, I mean, I'll be watching the jackets. I, my, my expectations are low, but, but go jackets. Please subscribe to the show. Follow us on Twitter at jackets debrief. And thank you for listening.